Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yes, it is Sports Day for a Tuesday evening. Sats and Rats bringing mm. you home tonight. And some big news, of course, from Victorian Premier Dan Andrews. We're going to get to very, very soon. And on the show also, we're going to have New Zealand head coach Andrew Webster. He's doing a great job in his first year at the Warriors as head coach. He has been an assistant coach there previously, but they've won the hearts and minds of everyone, Rat. Oh, haven't they? What yeah. a uh, playing a great style of footy. Um, got a lot of fan favourites in that team. You know, the Sean Johnsons and... Uh, Dallin Wateni, Zalesniak, the tongue twister. Um, yeah, just great to watch. Outstanding, outstanding. Mm. Three burning questions also thanks to Toolkit Depot. And the big news under, with the sports sports update, thanks to Mitre 10 Trade, was Dan Andrews announcing today that Victoria were meant to host the 2026 Commonwealth Games. Well, that's no longer. Now they're looking for a new host because of an increase in costs since covid Blowing out by three or four million, a billion dollars, I should say. Mm. Right. This is disappointing. I love the Com Games. Oh, I do too. I, I was actually, I actually worked for the Commonwealth Games organising committee back in two thousand, from about two thousand twelve to two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Um. Uh. Just in the volunteer team. It's a big running, isn't it? Six it was, years. Well, it, it has to be. It's mm. it's a huge event, and you know, the sad thing about this is, like, it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Yeah. Met, met some great people. Was a part of an amazing event. And to to actually think that, you know, four years out, a, a city like Melbourne who have committed to hosting it are going to pull the pin, it could spell the end of it. And it's, um, it's not ideal. Yeah. Really not ideal. I, I love some of my greatest memories are from Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Like 1990 Auckland Commonwealth Games. Andrew Lloyd won the 5,000 metres. If you've never seen it, go and watch it. It's one of the great finishes of all time. And uh, Commonwealth Games is a great entree to the Olympics. Oh, man, it, it is. It? It's like playing Q Cup yep. and then get graduating to the to, to NRL. But Michael Shelley marathon win on the Gold Coast 2018. Yes. He was getting pumped and just hung on, hung on. And old mate, he collapsed about a K out. He went past him and won. It was one of the best memories I've got of Commonwealth Games. It's unreal. So, yeah, we're, again, it's going to be now who's going to host it. Is Brisbane and Queensland? Will Queensland government take it on? I'm not quite sure. It's mm. with only four years Running, I know we've got the facilities. Well, we're, building, we're, we're getting ready for the Olympics yeah. in 2032. Absolutely. So, yeah, who knows? Absolutely. The local business that values having yours. That's why the trade trusts might attend. We've got three burning questions coming up next for Toolkit Depot and also Tino Fasumana Awi. We're going to talk about this a little bit later on. He's going to miss three weeks. He's not going to contest his I can't believe he's not going to contest. shoulder charge. The Titans season will be over in three weeks if, exactly. they, don't, um, if, if they don't win every game. And they need him to do that. Yep. So. Yeah, I've, I feel like it's a, it's a poor decision from the Titans. Uh, I think they should have gone after. I thought he had a case. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. This is Sats and Rat for Sports Day. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment.
Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Sats and rats and three burning questions thanks to Toolkit Depot. Gear up for winter at Toolkit Depot. And work experience kid, Brenton, is going to take us through. He's well, he's no some... longer work experience kid, Yeah, Sats. we just heard that, hey. We'll still call him work experience kid, but... Work yeah. experience in yep. progress, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. yeah. So you got some audio for these three questions as well. And the first one surrounds... A really good interview, actually. I heard this, and if you want to um, listen to it, go and listen to the podcast from Jimmy Smith's show on SEN. Uh, get the app, the SEN app, and it's an interview with the CEO of South Sydney, Blake Solly. I think he's the I think he's the best in the business, Blake Solly, when it comes to the NRL. And it's about scheduling. On the back of this audio, um, Brenton will take us through his first question. Ideally, we'd be playing less games. I, I think the season at the moment is probably at full capacity and ideally maybe a few weeks shorter, but... The one thing I do know is that neither the players or the clubs should tolerate more NRL competition games. I think 24 is the right number. To sort of say that you could put more games into the schedule is is not right, and and we really should be looking at less games or the same number of games, and and that's and ideally the 18th team in the extra game every round should be the sale for the broadcasters if that's what we're doing it for. So that was based around expansion. If there's going to be 18 teams, the there was this scenario thrown up, what if there's 20 teams? Now, Blake Solly said, can't happen, shouldn't happen, won't happen, 20 teams. But And I agree with him. 20 teams is way too many. We played in a comp when there was 20 teams, mm. and the quality was a little bit horrendous at times. It was good because you could have a week off, basically. What, what, with like, 20 teams? Yeah, because you knew you were coming up against teams. That you oh, just, you could beat them by 40. Yeah, you, yeah. you weren't, you weren't going to have to yeah. aim up. <laughs> yeah. Now, at the moment, there's 27 rounds, but 24 games played, three buys. So the question is... Is 24 games played the perfect number for clubs when an 18th team is introduced? I, I think um, I think it could be less, to be honest. I think, I that, I think that is the absolute maximum. The 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 stress that the players are under with their bodies and you know having to get up and play I I think it could be less I'd like to see one, like you play everyone once and then you have state of origin in there mm. um, maybe you know you bring back the Anzac Test you know you have some international stuff during you the could, origins you can play your Samoas versus Tongas you could still have the season go as long Cook Islands versus Fiji and so on so they'd get the broadcasting yeah. right but um, just give these players. But players, are, it's that hard, this game. Well, it is all retrospective. There's no harder than when you played and when I played. I don't know, Sats. But today, the medically and also the, the recovery they get, they look after their bodies yeah, much better, better now. Much better. I reckon, mm. I reckon the way that it will look, if there's 18 teams, I think they'll do three conferences of six teams in each conference. You play everyone once, which is, what, 16, uh, 17 games, and then you play the team in your conference twice, which will be another five games, so yeah. 22 rounds. That'd be good. I'd I like think that, that. I think that'd be perfect. That, that, I love the conference system in the NFL. Yeah. I think it works great. Yeah. And, and those conference games become so, such big, important games, big rivalries. Uh, I think it'd be fantastic if they did that. Yeah, so I think the answer is no. I think both of us agree. Probably 22 games, and mm. there's a really good – there's a good model around that as well. Yeah. What's the next one? Uh, got some audio for that one as well. Because what has happened we've seen in, in years gone by with the Newcastle Knights, Matty, is that they have given all power to the first grade coach. And what that's happened is there has been a huge turnover of coaches in the Newcastle Knights in the last 20 years. And each coach brings something different. Each time the coach 
comes in and dismantles. So the club has just been totally unstable. Peter Parr has been put in now, and hopefully the, the club can be put back on the rails. I think as far as football operations, the head coach shouldn't sit at the top. As far as how the side plays, who plays first grade, Yes, of course, he is the boss. But there has to be someone who sits alongside or slightly above the coach who's in charge of the culture of the club and as far as basically what direction the club go. It would be like a prime minister and a governor general. So with, obviously, all the coaching drama at the moment with Tigers, Knights, um, a lot of coaches being sacked at the moment, Matty Johns is basically saying that there should be someone that creates that culture and sticks with that culture the whole time. So then if a coach comes in, you don't have to restart every time. Do we Mm. agree? There's a a role in rugby league called the general manager of rugby league. And realistically, it's a title that probably is not not the role that you think it would be. They should oversee the entire rugby league uh, department. But a lot of clubs, as you were saying then, the head coach is oversees the entire department. I agree with Matty. It shouldn't be the head coach because they do chop and change. You never know how long they're going to be there. So there needs to be a director of rugby league and they look. They oversee everything, the salary cap, recruitment, your first grade squad, all the way down through your junior reps as well. Um, they ensure the partners and the commercial partners are involved in the, the rugby league department as well at arm's length. Um, so your director of rugby league needs to oversee the head coach. That's what I've always thought as well. Um, because your head coach is going to go rogue. Absolutely. Yeah yeah. 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 So the really good clubs like, yeah, the Roosters and um, Melbourne, Melbourne, what they do is they, they have what the club stands for. First and foremost, this is what a Melbourne storm player, coach, marketing manager community. This is what we stand for. But that, they can, they can afford to recruit that then, right? Yeah. So they recruit that. You, well, but if you don't have that, what happens? Well, you go and get the first person off the block. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know what they stand for. Yeah, And they come in all of a sudden. And you don't know what you stand for. They're an off piece in the puzzle. You're trying to jam that off piece into the puzzle, that last piece, and it just doesn't fit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And look, there are are some coaches that you'd think, like a Craig Bellamy or a a Wayne Bennett, you'd think, oh, no, just give them the run of the race. Mm. But I I know, like in Melbourne, they've got Frank Panisi down there. Um, Up in Redcliffe, they've got Sully up there. Like experienced recruitment guys around rugby league that have the ear of the head coach that, that he respects. The coach can just um, worry, worry about coaching. If you, if you and, and a good example here, if, if you look at like where Wayne Bennett's been, right? So he went to St. George. They probably gave him the run of the race down there at St. George and he won him a comp mm. and then he left. And then it all went to, yeah. you know what? Because they, they, they didn't have to, they didn't have any, any structures around it, you know? And then he went to Newcastle, left, and it all went to, you know what, mm. you know? So... The, it's the club's, the, the, it's the club's uh, responsibility to set those parameters, isn't it, really? And then you recruit based on what you stand for as yeah, a club absolutely. rather than saying, well, let's bring a coach in and then the, let's, let's build on the back of his mm. values and principles. Yeah. Yeah, it's so wrong, the dangers of, say, go. a Gold Coast Titans, for instance, they're bringing in Des Haslam. They might think, oh, we've got our man. He's going to run everything. It's like, well, he can't. Like if you don't set and, – and that's probably been a problem at the Titans. They've never had that – like, what do we stand for? I know they did in the early days when I was there. Um, but, yeah, since um, since I left and, and Cardi got shown the door and, you know, a lot of the people that drove those principles were gone, mm. they've never had it. Yeah, exactly. Quick last audio, boys. 
we, like most clubs, have a view that the eight-week origin period that has been reintroduced with the move back to the three Wednesday nights is mm. um, unsustainable and it just takes too much and too, um, it goes for too long, uh, particularly in the context of our club season. And I think Wayne's suggestion of a, a four-week period really where um, they're played over three consecutive Wednesday nights with a 10-day camp before the first game is right. I think we all accept that we'll be without players during that period and that we'll just have to live with that. Quick reason and if you agree or not on the schedule, just going in consecutive. Three consecutive weeks. Mm-hmm. I think we're heading towards that. I think it should be a Wednesday night following Saturday night, following Wednesday or week and a half Wednesday again. I think that's the way we'll end up going. Yeah, I, I think it's it's been broken up a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, just too much disruption at Clubland. Um, yeah, I, I like the fact that let's just get this done. Yeah. You know, not, not to take anything away from it. But, um, yeah, I think getting it done quicker in a, in a tighter time frame is, is better. What do you think? 0457 736 736 to any of those three questions that work experience kid Brenton has asked. And that was our three burning questions for Toolkit Depot. Gear up for winter at Toolkit Depot with a huge range of winter workwear. And stick around because we've got New Zealand Warriors head coach Andrew Webster. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Johnson shot for to Curran, love the timing. The offload was at Jim. This Johnson, beautiful stuff from John Johnson. Oh yes, and Dallin. We've been waiting for that. You must get excited about what you're seeing down there. Oh, absolutely, and the crowd is just getting right in behind the Warriors and the classy show that they are putting on there. And the 2023 resurgence season just rolls on for the Warriors, who win this game by 44. Yeah, they're sitting fifth on the NRL ladder at present with a bullet and have plenty of NRL clubs looking over their shoulder at the Mm. moment. It's got a lot to do with this man along with the the very good playing group that he's got and also the front office that they've put together, the New Zealand Warriors. That man is Andrew Webster. Joining us on Sports Day. How are you, Webby? Good, thank you. Now, before we get into rugby league talk, we're going to put you through a little test, okay? Now, we know you've spent time at the club before as an assistant, so you (laughs) you just need to finish these sentences, okay? I'm going to a barbecue. Oh. I put my cold beers in a chilly bed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When it's cold in bed, I pull my over me to make me warm. Oh, uh, no, no, I don't. Do no, I don't know. Duvet. I Duvet. <laughs> yeah. Duvet. Okay. When Duvet you're at a club, right. when you're at a club and a good song comes on, people go on the what floor? On the D floor? The dance, not the dance, dance floor. It's dance the floor. Dance. Yeah. Oh, the okay, if, if yeah. it's hot and I don't want to wear my shoes with my boardies, I'll just wear what on my feet? My? <laughs> my um, genitals. Genitals, yes. yes. Yeah, great work. Great yeah. work. Uh, I've got one for you, boys. Okay. <laughs> Another word for a really big veranda. A uh, really big veranda. A patio? Think in New Zealand, right? Oh. What, yeah. what is it? Big, big wooden thing out the back of your house. A dick. <laughs> 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 
Oh, great stuff. Great stuff. Now, I know you've still got uh, the business end of the season uh, coming up and there's still so much going on with the ladder, uh, Webby. So, But first and foremost, the crowds. You just must be ecstatic uh, how the, the New Zealand public have just welcomed this team back into the country after COVID. Yeah, I think I think um, the whole nation being proud of the Warriors um, is just you know probably the the thing we're, we're probably happiest with at the moment. I mean the results um, help that. I know that, but the the support and even when we've lost, I think they've just been um, happy with how hard we've competed and they're just turning up. I mean there was a dead set monsoonie two weeks ago in Sir Roberts and um, they sat in it. Um, Twenty four thousand people were there and. Um, no one left, and it was just really proud. Even though we didn't get the result from that night, just just the amount of people um, that are so interested in rugby league here at the moment, they're just so passionate about the, about their team being home. So yeah, really lucky to have such a such a cool fans. Yeah, they're, they're certainly into it. They're, they're great to watch the fans. They they go mad. But mate, I I, I heard you say <laughs> I heard you say um, you said the Warriors know their identity now. Now you co- you've coached against them in the past with the Panthers. How would you have described them in the past compared to how you see them now? Well, I, I think I think that's probably changed over a different time. And, and I hate being looking over the fence when I'm in someone else's backyard and trying to describe them. I mean, for, for us, when, when I, was, I was doing the attack against them last year, I, I felt like when Stacey took over last year, there was a real improvement in effort. Yep. But execution probably wasn't that great. So if I'm looking at from a tactical point of last year, um, we played him twice on the run home um, when Stacey was the coach, and I thought he really improved them. Uh, you know, he didn't get a chance to have a pre-season with them, but I thought their effort went through the roof. Um, and I think our identity now is the fact that um, we've got a really good style of football. If um, We can pull defences apart. We can play what's in front of us. Um, if we see opportunity, we want to take it. But we we want to earn everything first. I think that's the, that's the difference. Our identity is um, we don't want to do it the cheap way or finesse or flair. We want to want to work hard first, grind a team, and then when the opportunities come, we we get we get the fruits off the back of it. But it all comes from hard work first. So yeah. I think our identity to us is really clear. And uh, yeah, and it wasn't wasn't so much. I'm not. We're obviously winning games, so I'm not saying our identity now is better than what it's been in the past. I'm just saying we we know exactly what, how we want to do it. Oh yeah, that's good. That's good. So, mate, obviously winning it's it's a it's a great motivator. It builds confidence. Um, but then at some point you got to transfer transfer that winning that belief into sort of you know can we win the comp? Are, are, are you there yet for 2023? Do you dare to dream? You're building the players up to that point because I mean I tell you from the outside looking in, you can beat anyone. Yeah, no, we, from day one, I said to the boys, look, you probably don't believe it right now, but our job as coaches and your job as players is we all buy in, um, we do enough reps, we uh, we work hard, and at some stage you're going to go, oh, hang on, I think we can do this. So from day one, we our plan and our goal was to win the competition. And to be fair, I think I think every team in the NRL has got that. I said to the boys, at some stage... Um, you know, through through the way we play and the way we train, we'll get that confidence that we think we can do do it. Um, I think our group at the moment, we we don't think we we're good enough to win the competition right now. 
but we're more than good enough if we keep working hard and keep improving over the next six weeks that we can. So we believe we can, but we don't believe our game's right there right now. Yeah, there's always a turning point, isn't yeah, there? Is. You can pinpoint during a season. Mm. It's either a game or, or an effort. I'll tell you, the game on the weekend was probably one. Of, it's getting close because, yeah. geez, they, they put the ringer through the shark. Is there a player, Webby, that, um, that off the field uh, that has really helped you and your coaching team where – They've really helped drive your message across to the playing group, which is really important. When you've got your back turned, you need a player or a couple of players just driving that same message. Um, oh, mate, like, I think my relationship with Toya Harris as captain has been um, has been really enjoyable. I think feel like we've so, got the same values, we're on the same page. Um, we both know, know what what we think it looks like to to, to help the team win. Um, so I think he's been one of those factors. And, and Toya's not exactly like very loud and vocal, but when he talks, they listen. Uh, and that's a, obviously a great sign of leadership. Mate, I, I could list five or six of them, uh, but we, we actually didn't go with the leadership group this year. We decided that everyone was going to have the opportunity to lead and let's see if, it, instead of pigeonholing people, and let's see the blokes who really do want to lead. And I feel like that's been... I'm, I'm not used to that. And I feel like guys like Mitch Parnett, um, Adam Fenor Blake, um, Dylan Walker, Wade Egan, um, Chance, our fullback, he's just he's a leader of our defence. The way he talks and communicates, uh, mate. The list goes on. Like the, the buying from day one, and then you got your halfback, and I think he's been playing unbelievable football. Sean Johnson, like he, his leadership and driving messages is is unbelievable. He, he drives our plan every week, so. Um, yeah, I, I think we're really lucky that leadership's a lot stronger um, at our club than what, what people probably probably have thought. I've got to say, that is so refreshing to hear that you don't have a leadership group per se because I've always found just the leaders to merge. Yeah, you, yeah, don't you, can't, to, you can't give leadership. You don't have to give them a title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're the attacking coach at the Panthers, yep. obviously you know, they're, they're a brutal machine when it came to their attack and the Panthers were a brutal machine and are a brutal machine defensively as well. So... As the attacking coach, you would have identified the attributes that make up a great defensive unit. So what was one attribute you can touch on that you identified at Penrith that you've tried to become as part of the mindset at New Zealand defensively? Uh, well, first of all, I think Penrith attack with their defence. Yep. Um, so like, you can see the amount of times teams have not even got out of their own 30. Um, if you counted the amount of times they've done that over the last three or four years, it is huge. You know, and that the pressure just builds up on the opposition. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to attack with our defence, and I don't think we're quite there with that yet. Um, and the other one is just how reliable their defence is. So if things aren't going their way, they can rely on uh, that they can withstand and absorb pressure for long periods of time. Um, we've done quite well on our trial run this year. I think mm. that's been a factor that we've really improved on. Um, yeah, and I think fast moving, like, I, I can't believe how fast Penrith line speed moves, and then when the ball goes laterally, how fast they can get to the ball, and then once that tackle's made, how fast they get back and then go again, and the ball, if the ball moves to the other side of the field, they'd all move towards it really fast again, so um, they're probably the three that I would identify the most. Mm. Yeah, good good attributes. There's a new like stat that. going around called pre-contact meters. Is that right? Post, yeah. yeah. When you get to them before they get contact. <laughs> yeah, nice, yeah. nice. So, so I've got to ask you, Webby, like, 
Uh, Kelly Gibbons, a.k.a. Roger Shuey Vasashek, or Aaron Woods lookalike, as uh, he famously downs a Shuey in front of your coach's box in home games. Um, I've got to ask you, is there any chance we'll ever see you out there having a Shuey with him if you've got a comfortable lead in a game? Mate, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't think I'd be setting the greatest example. I'll, 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 I'll do a shoey for everyone uh, the sheds after the game, but I'll, <laughs> I won't be doing it out in the coach's box. If we're, if we're lucky enough to win the grand final, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do as many shoeys as anyone wants to do. So. <laughs> nice one. Nice one, mate. The other thing, yeah. mate, mate, we've been tipped off by your CEO, Cameron George. He, he reckons now that, your profile, oh, now that your profile has gone up, and, you know, you're in the press and everyone's talking about you in New Zealand. He reckons you're going to get a haircut every week. Is this true? Mate, you know what? You know what? This is just pure jealousy, you know? Uh, he's got zero hair. And if he does grow it, he looks like George Costanza. So, so but, but I must say, on game day, the gel is gone to a new level this year. I must admit that. And I constantly get messages from my mates who just put that much crap on me about how good their hair's looking. But uh, no, he's wrong there, mate. He's oh, wrong. No haircuts there, nice. Oh. Well, well, mate, you are looking sharp in the box every week, mate. And congratulations on <laughs> the way the Warriors are going. They are uh, fantastic to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And Thanks, the battle. Guys. No, we appreciate it. The battle continues, mate, this week. Obviously, Friday night, 6 p.m., you go against the Raiders at Go Meter Stadium. In Auckland, you've got a great run home, Andrew Webster, but to date, it's been really impressive to see the way the New Zealand Warriors are going, and you deserve it because you're, you're a good man, you're a good rugby league man. So thanks for taking time out and joining us on Sports Day. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the support. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Oh, yeah, it is. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday night. In our update, thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Great supporters of the show and have been for many years. Now, we mentioned it early on, Tino Fasul Malawi, captain of the Gold Coast Titans, put on report for a shoulder charge on Regan Campbell-Gillard. First tackle in the second half. It was a great mm. shot. He just dropped Regan Campbell-Gillard on his on his blurt, on his Shaminda Vass. And now he was charged and was looking at missing four weeks if he fought it and, and failed or take an early guilty plea and miss three, which Tino and the Gold Coast Titans have done. It is perplexing. It is perplexing given the state of play sets. You look at the run into the finals that the Titans have got, the position that they sit, they just need him on the field and you would think they'd throw the dice. Absolutely. I mean, uh, in three weeks' time, their season could be well and truly over. Um, I, I think he... I, I, he didn't tuck his arm right in and just launch him with the shoulder. Yeah, he, he hit him with his shoulder, but his arm was separated from his body. Yeah. I think he had a case. Um, it just blows my mind that, that the Titans didn't fight it and, um, you know, get it downgraded or, you know, just get get it squashed. I mean, maybe you're fine. Oh, who knows? I mean, but we're never going to know because they didn't fight it. And it's just like the – I hate to say it, but it's like they've just given up. Well, the NRL clubs, I know, they, they feel as if they go to the judiciary, they, they corner you with very smart questioning to the players and, and the defence. And they get into a position where you, they feel as though that you just can't win. So when you get down there, the question will be asked, 
Tino, at any stage, did you attempt to wrap your arm around the ball-carrying player? And the answer to that is, well, based on the evidence, no, I didn't. But the defence to that is, I didn't get the opportunity to. I hit him too hard. Yeah. Um, and do you have to swear on a Bible? <laughs> no. the, these things? No, you're not sworn in. No. <laughs> Just tell them what they need to exactly. hear. Exactly. Gee, come on. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed. I, I would have gone down swinging as well. Uh, Michael Sebo, Jared Wallace, they're going to face the judiciary. They've pled not guilty to their charges. I think Micah and Jared will serve some time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, both, both didn't look great. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, so tell us what you think in relation to Tino. If you're a Gold Coast fan, 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Sats and Rat and the NRL update. Well, that was brought to you by Polaris. End of financial year, deal, year deals. They're still on till July 31st. Get up to $3,000 worth of free accessories on the Polaris Rangers. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, things that make you go, hmm, mm. things you're a little bit suspicious about. There's a lot for whatever reason. Well, well I, I saw an amazing um, video of a UFO oh. online the other day. Um, but, yeah, it's it, – that. well, I'm, I'm actually convinced. Come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I'd, well, it did make me go, hmm, oh, so God. they're real. It's so a satellite. <laughs> no, it's not. Seriously. You know it's not. Oh, and, but, but I just – you know, rugby league does seem to dish up. A lot of things that make you go, mm. What about Titans fans? Bad news continues. Graham Annesley admits he cannot defend referees for obviously wrong calls for the missing offside. This is the Titans versus Parramatta, where uh, Parramatta players were – three players were offside when Tanner Boyd was taking an attempt. So, mm. you, th- you know what I think? I think the bunker, every every field goal attempt bunker should, got be to stopped, step in. should be stopped. And then looked at if it's missed and it goes over the dead ball line or it makes the goal, I think it should be stopped and, and then looked at. and then looked at. That'll stop them getting offside. Won't Absolutely. It? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good point. And another thing that makes you go, mm, I was driving mm. into the studio today, I saw a lady walking a bird. It had it actually had <laughs> a collar around its neck and a and a little bit of str- mm. like rope string. I don't want to sound old, but I've seen some crazy stuff up. I've just been in school holidays recently yeah. and I've just seen a lot of teenagers getting around Pacific Fair and they make me go, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's get to the break. We'll wrap the show up next. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, thanks for joining us tonight on a Tuesday evening. And before we wrap the show up, South fan, well, Latrell is back. He's been mm. named at fullback for the team's announced today. And you'd be happy the Sharkies, Craig Fitzgibbon, he's wielded the axe. He which has, is, he has. Which Connor, is what he well, your man, Connor Tracy's moved into the centres. Tip of on the And bench. your man... Braden Trindle. At 5'8". Matty Moylan Matty out. Moylan's out completely. Yeah. Hey, thank mm. you to Andrew Webster, coach of the New Zealand Warriors. Really good 
Really good chat with him. He's a, he's a tremendous guy. He's doing a great job at the Warriors. Let's see if they get through to that top four. They'll definitely play finals. Uh, and thank you to you for joining us tonight on Sports Day. Sats and Rat, uh, make sure you join us again tomorrow night. See you then.